This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 39 of the Stacey West podcast. I'm Ben and as ever Gary's with me. How are you my good man? Uh, I'm getting panicky as the number of episodes go up it gets closer and closer to my age. <laughs> I mean, we've already surpassed mine. Not that that's going to make you feel much better, but uh, yeah, we've gone past my mental age. <laughs> I think um, we did that after about four. I was, yeah, um, okay, brilliant. You've got you've nicked my joke. So <laughs> thanks for that, Ben. <laughs> um, but yeah, how, how are we doing, mate? Are you, are you well? Are you are you satisfied? Are you happy with the way that everything has concluded? To be honest, no, I'm a little bit perturbed, but it's nothing to do with football. It's because PC World are a bunch of shysters and I would have ended up paying nearly £1,000 for a computer that's not fit for me to throw through a window. Genuinely, I think if I threw it at a window, it'd fail to break it or it'd take like an hour to slowly go through it and every so often just keep stopping and kicking me out. Um, but I've been working on my book, as as you know, and we'll, we'll doubtless chat about that a little bit later on. So it's been um, a laborious process. But in terms of football, I did have some editing to do on my book because obviously the proofs arrived um, Tuesday. I ordered them last week, uh, and and we've we've had a little bit of history since then, haven't we? Just a little bit, yeah. I mean, obviously the the big talking point is uh, is going to be Saturday. Um... <sighs> The game wasn't that great, was it? I mean, it was. That's shit. There's no way you can call any three nil loss a, a great day or a great result. But I think um, I think Danny summed it up well when he spoke to to Michael Horton afterwards and said, you know, it's not. Well, I think Michael was trying to convince Danny of the fact, you know, it's it's not about Saturday. It's not about that game. It's about the journey over the season. And I think uh, anyone that can look at Saturday over 46 gate or look at what happened on Saturday and, and sort of take it over 46 games and, and be annoyed or upset about whatever's happened. Um, I, I mean, it's just been a phenomenal season, hasn't it? Because let's, let's <laughs> we both know where we can go with this. We both know what we're going to kind of flirt around a little bit is that there was a high yeah. number of our souls that booed. Um, yeah. and we're going to get into the whole leaving early debate, which is, 
you know, people saying that Tinselbank's not a prison and others saying if you don't want to see him watch the trophy and yada, yada, yada. I think everyone's done it to death. We, we all know where me and you are going to stand on it. If you're booed, you're an arsehole and don't bother coming back. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. It was a crap first half. If that first half happened on the opening day of the season, then we all we all feel a little bit worried. If it happens when you're struggling for points and playing, let's say, older shot on the last day of a season, let's say in 2011... Go three nil down. You're entitled to boo. Last time we lost at home three nil as well. Older shot, two thousand and eleven. Funny that, isn't it? Mm. So we lose three yeah. nil at home in one game that basically kicks the arsehole out of our world and leaves us in a whole new era of pain. And the next time we lose three nil at home, it's en route to going through to what I think will be matches against Sunderland and Ipswich in the league. Funny old yeah. world. It's it's a it's a funny story, isn't it? You know, and it's just. <sighs> Like I understand that there were frustrations on Saturday. I understand that, you know, like you say, the first half wasn't great. I didn't particularly enjoy the first half. I I will be brutally honest. I spent quite a lot of it on my phone looking at other results because I just I was I, I was disappointed with the way that we played. I was disappointed with the performance. And I think a lot of the players said that as well. You know, they, they were disappointed with how it how they performed and how they, uh, you know, didn't manage to to get anything away. But at the end of the day, I think Somebody said to me at half time, you know, that was crap. And I was like, well, yeah, it was. But let's be honest, these 90 minutes are a prelude to what's happening at the end of the game. Um, we're about to see something that hasn't been seen in Lincoln for 40 years or, well, 40, is it 43 or 47 years? But, 43. Yeah. So, you know, 43 years. It's, it's, it's before me and you were glints in our father's eyes. You know, that's. That's the, the the reality of it. So, well, my mother married my father actually three weeks or so after the trophy presentation in '96. Well, so I probably was a, I was probably a thought. I don't think they really wanted a little ginger baby, um, but I'm sure, they, <laughs> I'm sure they wanted something. I think that you know the point is for me, Saturday actually felt a little bit damp, and not just because of the rain. I don't know. I, do you know what? I felt that I'd celebrated against Cheltenham when we went up and I felt I'd celebrated against Tranmere. And to be forced to sit through a, a game of football where one team wanted it and the other kind of thought, do we really want it? There was no motivation there. That whole Luke Norris and what they did to us at the end of the game in earlier in the year and all of that didn't matter one iota. There wasn't a red and white shirt that was playing for a contract. And to think about that. Think about who's out of contract. Nobody on that mm. pitch. Michael O'Connor, as I'm led to believe, he's, he's, he's in talks about a new contract. Nobody was playing for their future. And you could see it. And if if that's annoyed people, if you go like 45 and a half games and at that just half, you know, half a game to go, you suddenly go, I'm not accepting this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't pay my £17 or however much it is on a week-by-week basis. I pay it as, a, as kind of a collective for the season. I watch... 23 24 games a season or whatever um and and for me I, you know you i had to put up with it i put up with what was um what we saw which was which was crap uh, by the way but yeah. everybody's entitled to an opinion everybody's got feet and if they want to use them they can use them um i find it baffling that people didn't want to see the trophy presented yeah does it make them I less mean- of a fan than us i don't know I, I don't know. I mean, like the, the thing is that there was quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of. Well, I mean, let's be honest. People in meltdown on social media, and I think um, there's a, a fellow that sits behind me, and he had to leave early because he lives in Oxfordshire, and he'd 
got a prior engagement that he couldn't get out of. He couldn't, he couldn't sort of get you know anywhere near of it. And he was like, right, shit, I need to, I've, I've got to go as soon as the final whistle goes. I've got, I've got to leave. Um, and in that instance, you think, okay, fair enough. Like there is quote a reason for you to go, but for people that were just pissed off with the performance and they've left, it's like you know you're booing off the the people that have won this league they are the they are the league two champions and you you're booing them off yeah like imagine just imagine that like you know you go to if say if i go to work and i'm working on a project and it's like cool i've got my project finished three weeks early and it's it's come in and everything's worked first time and it's it's fantastic and everyone's really happy with it and you give it to somebody and they go oh this is great yeah I can do exactly what I need to do and I can, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. I just press this and it does what I need it to do. That's fantastic. Cheers. If I then sit back for three weeks and, you know, just tinker and and do a little bit here and there, but not actually get too much achieved, I'm not expecting my boss to come in at the end of that, you know, that last week and just go, oh, by the way, Ben, that's shit. You know, you're shit. You're a shit person. You're a shit, you're crap. You get, get out. I'm like, no, I've completed what I needed to do. I've done my objective. I've got exactly what we expected to do three weeks ago. And as a result, you know, we're, we're lifting the trophy at the end of the game. And I just. Interesting point. I, I take your point on it. I must admit, I don't see it quite the same way because I don't think the players did switch off. I just think that in terms of motivation, I think there's a psychology behind it. I don't think that the players have gone, eh, we're already promoted, fuck it, let's not bother. But at the same time, I just think, you know, Colchester have come to us, they've got some really good footballers um, who mm. turned up on the final game. If they'd turned up for 45 and a half games like our lads had, probably they might have been in our position, but there we go. Mm. Um, and so I think some of our players did try. I thought second half, it was a lot better from us. Um, without ever really truly being, uh, you know, dangerous in any way, but I don't, you know, I don't think the analogy you've used there. I don't think our players have kind of come in and gone, ah, it's Colchester, you know, let's uh, let's kick back and you know, if Danny gives us a bollocking, we'll just say we're champions. Difference being, nobody pays you to watch, pays to watch you tinkering on computers, and you know, we had nine thousand people who had paid in theory to watch a game of football that they didn't really get. Um, I just, I just mm. think that the booing was was off. Uh, Colchester had a lot to play for. Just thought, as soon as they got their third goal, they couldn't do anymore because that was yeah. the goal. That was the goal difference they needed. If Exeter, Warren, or Newport got a point, they weren't going into the playoffs. So he got to three 0 and they were just kind of like, "Well, we'll just not concede." And I think we didn't go all out. What baffled me a little bit was the subs because I would hmm. probably have liked to have seen Danny go. Actually, I'll tell you what we're going to do now. We're going to stick Lee Angle on. We're going to go four three three. We're going to do this or we do that, and he didn't. He treated it like a normal game. Yeah, um, which was which yeah. was bizarre. I, I don't know. Like it was, it was one of those where I think I said last week. You know, it, it was a nothing game to me, and I, I personally saw it, like I said, as a as a ninety minute sort of prelude uh, prelude to to lifting the trophy, and I I got a pretty. Uh, I got a pretty big shiver down my spine when they, they brought out the board afterwards that just said, you know, League Two Champions 2019. I, I just thought, wow. I, oh, when that board got unfolded on the pitch, I just thought, that's that's it. This is actually happening. You know, it was... Yeah. <laughs> I tried to. It was like trying to force myself to cry at a distant relative's <laughs> funeral. I thought I should have been emotional about it, but when it actually happened, I just felt we'd already celebrated it and I think that's the problem with us getting the trophy 
after a dead rubber game. If we'd got it at the end of the Tranmere game, I think emotionally it would have it yeah. would have got me more. But when I heard Alan Long say, you know, we're the champions and we came out on the pitch with the champions flags against Tranmere, for me, that was that. Getting the trophy just it almost kind of felt like Back to the Future 3. Like the first two were great, but, you know, by the time you've got the third one, you just think, oh, really? <laughs> it's just a repeat of what we've already seen, isn't it, on a different day with a few different facts <laughs> changed around. And... I'll, don't get me wrong. I'll never, I'll never forget it. I'm not playing it down in any way. I'm not playing down our our achievement or anything like that. And I think what happened since what's happened since the game has kind of reinforced it with the different things we're going to talk about in a minute. But I just think after the game, it, I, I don't agree with this. We'll wait till the final thing to present the trophy. I think if you can win the title and um, your opposition can't catch you as we could have done at Tranmere, I think the trophy should be there and I think you should be given it when you secure it, um, if that's yeah. at all practical. And, you know, it is. There's couriers. It's not hard, is it? They brought the bloody World Cup in a helicopter. It's not going to be hard to drop the League 2 trophy. You're not telling me it's solid silver. It's probably plated <laughs> tin or something. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I just think it would have been better to get it after Tranmere and then we could all just have gone to the Colchester game. We could have left uh, when we wanted and, and been in the pub or as I was watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, that happened in the National League and that, you know, the, the the Macclesfield game that day, it was everything, like everything happened in that game. You had the, the emotion of the two goals and then you had everyone partying and celebrating and then the board got brought out and it was that, to me, I, I think you're right. You know, I think um, having it on the day that you win the league, I think that's the way that it should be done. But um if possible, if practical, yeah. always used to be. Yeah. So um, I did like to see Sean Harvey booed when he came on, though he's a prick, and he <laughs> the uh, the EFL chairman. He got a load of boos. I booed him, and then realised that I was booing, and thought people might think I was booing something else. So I stopped booing. It's, I tell you the politics these days, social media, and being on the podcast, and that people, it's it's it's, it's a problem. Ben, we've got to watch our behaviour. We've got to set an example. <laughs> I will boo the head of the EFL as loud as I as physically can. The man is is. I'm not going to get into that because I well we'd be here for as long as we'd uh, as long as we're going to live. I think, but Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, yes. Um. We'll we'll sort of move away from from the game and and the day. Uh, obviously, there was quite a lot of uh, good stuff going around social media where you know people could ce- were celebrating with the players and um. I think there was, well, Tom Pett seems to be the uh, bottle opener du jour at the minute of, of champagne in Lincoln. So if you need a bottle of champagne opening, give Pett a ring. Um, he, he was Petty. he was in all of the photo, all the videos, popping the um, popping the champagne off and, and screaming in general. Some of the stuff that came out was was just bloody brilliant. Like seeing everyone that happy, um, but. Um, yeah, then there was the obviously there was the, the parade. Did you did you see any of the parade, or were you too busy getting yourself clean for the awards? Yeah, I was too busy getting myself clean for the awards. It was uh, it was a bus. Everyone went out, cheered it. There was players hanging off the top of it, taking films. Would like to have been there. Second one I've missed because I didn't see the national league one either because I was crippled by back pain at the time. Hmm. Um, so it's quite ironic, really, that uh, that it was almost a year to the weekend. Um, I had my operation and I missed it again. I was actually having afternoon tea with my cousin. Oh, fair enough. Ham sandwiches, cakes, a couple of bottles, glasses of bubbly. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice. I think it, the weather held out. 
um you know that it's uh it's something that we're probably going to struggle to talk about too much when we're, we're talking about the weather but um yeah it was um it was a nice it was a nice atmosphere i think estimates are about 40,000 um 40,000 people um but... more than norwich <laughs> yeah and our bus didn't no it mo- i'll say our bus didn't break down <laughs> No, no, it didn't at all. No, it's great. It's great for the city. Um, there was a lot of criticism about something we're going to talk about, obviously, which was the awards dinner. I mean, it was out of reach of normal fans, but you can't get much more in reach of normal fans and sticking all the players on a bus and driving up the high street and through Lincoln past the pubs and that, can yeah. you? Um, I, I did see some nice images of smoke bombs being let off and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure someone will condemn it, but you know, if the club aren't going to get into any trouble for it, I love to see that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll always criticise it in the ground because I know that the club can get fined. And I, I think on occasion the club have been and they don't publicise some of the fines that they get. Um, that's my understanding. I wouldn't swear to it. Uh, but I, I like to see it. I like to see that sort of stuff. Of course, they all love to see the, the pyro and stuff going off in Italy. It's it's passion and it's tribal. Um, but, I, you know, that's at the... Um, when it's at the expense of the club, not. But when it's on the high street, yeah, cracking. I thought it looked great, to be honest. Yeah, it was it was really fantastic. Good. I mean, we were uh, we were a bit further down, um, and I, you know, we, we saw it coming out. And I just thought, bloody hell, that that looks awesome. Um, the only thing that I wish I'd done on on Sunday was possibly maybe head a little bit further up the uh, up the high street and get ready. Uh, get ready for the the chaos there because it, it just looked really nice, it looked really really good, a really good atmosphere, and uh, yeah, from a distance it looked phenomenal. So um, we'll we'll again we'll we'll sort of go to Sunday night. Uh, we briefly said it already, but you went all corporate and that. No, not at all. I'm I'm <laughs> pleading the fifth. No, it was um, I was very very kindly invited by Rob, um, and I mentioned it last time. Uh, I was actually quite hesitant to write a blog about the event because obviously a lot of people had been saying that it was expensive and they were criticising it and I wanted to defend it. But I also didn't want to write an article that people then go, oh, you just left the tickets. And I wrote the article and then some kind-hearted soul comes along and said, would you like to come as my guest? Uh, not going to turn it down. Even the most anti-corporate uh, supporter won't turn down a free <laughs> ticket. I think we'll say no more about that, but it was uh, it was nice to see some faces there who have been very anti-corporate in the past. These events are what they are. Um, a business buys a table, a ten, he takes eight customers and his brother-in-law, his brother-in-law's a Leeds fan who's never been to a Lincoln game, and yet he gets to see the presentations and, and in, involve himself in the atmosphere while people, other people don't get to go to the game. You know, and I think of my friend Mike who didn't get tickets for... Uh, the Colchester game didn't see the presentation. Can't go up to the dinner, but he's a fan. But at the same time, that's it, it's a new thing. These are things that the, the these um, ceremonies at the showground never happened before the National League. And you know, no. you don't get the showground for free. They don't. The showground no. don't ring you up and say, "Would you like to come and get some tables?" And we'll lay on a load of food for you. Um, and, and you just come along. There was, I think, there was fifty tables. I think that's ten oh, yeah. people. So that's five hundred people. And when you think that you've got to cater for all those people, that's a hell of a lot of dead chickens, you know, that, to get on people's plates. Um, hmm. And uh, you know, it, it's a fairly big, it's a fairly big undertaking. It doesn't happen cheap. I really enjoyed it. There was aspects I didn't enjoy. 
Um, very few of them, to be fair, because it was a great table I was on. There was plenty of wine flowing, chatted to some of the players. But the big moment, I'm sure, that all the podcast readers will be delighted to know is that me and Michael O'Connor are okay again. <laughs> yes, I did see that photo and I, it raised a, a wry smile, I will say that. Um well, he was the he was the second person I chased on the night. The first one was Hopalong Pearson. Um, I saw him kind of disappearing off into the distance, and I thought, "Hello, what's he doing here?" Um, I thought he might be on official business, so I went and had a word with him. And then shortly after, there was Michael O'Connor, and I'd hoped—I don't know if I made it in the blog—but I'd hoped he didn't recognise me, so I kind of went up to him and said, "Oh, Mickey, can I have a photo?" And he's like, "Yeah, mate, no problem." He said, I will get Ian to take it, Ian McCallum. And he passed my camera over to Ian McCallum and he put one arm around me and he put another arm on my stomach and he goes, so what do you reckon, Ian? Am I a League One or a League Two player? And then he just burst out laughing. (laughs) I was just like, I said to him, I'm mortified, man, honestly, because I did call you as a Dark Horse for Player of the Year and I know how it read, but I've been misconstrued in this instance. And he was like, no, no, we're cool, we're cool. So I wished him all the best of luck. Ah, good stuff. Um, Nice to see. Um, quick question, though. What do you think Nwanku Kanu has to do with Lincoln City? I have no idea. And that that um, that video just made me go, what, what, what's Pino doing there as well? Well, he's South African. I get that link. Oh, okay. Because obviously, because obviously, I, I wonder with Clive if the if it's something to do with the local team. I could see that, I could understand that, but Carnu popped up. I'm also sitting, I'm almost sitting there thinking, who else random have they got? Do you know, like like we sat there and suddenly the Hoff pops up um, in his Baywatch uniform or, or or something bizarre like that? Somebody completely off off the uh, off the wall. Also, I'm just going to quickly defend a couple of celebrities who people I've I've seen accusing drink jumping on the bandwagon, Colin McFarlane and uh, Fraser Hines. Mm. And they were both at the do, did a bit of presenting, a bit of auctioning and stuff like that. I know they were there um, for free. They weren't paid for their appearance or anything like that. Certainly um, uh, something I've found out since. Uh, Fraser Hines. Now, I've seen Fraser Hines at Sinsel Bank many, many years ago um, before, you know, a lot of people would probably credit him for. He used to come down when he did his pantomimes. I'd often seen him kind of in the boxes when I was poaching, getting changed up there. Mm. So he's certainly been around for a while. I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, Colin is a Hollywood star. Yeah, I mean, it might not seem like it when you see him around Lincoln all the time, but he's been in Batman films. If I was in a Batman film, I'd consider myself a little bit of a star. And you know, if well, you would, wouldn't you? If you're if you've been in Batman, he didn't play. I once actually said to Colin, "I loved you in uh, in Batman. I thought your portrayal of Commissioner Gordon was great." He didn't play Commissioner Gordon. He played somebody else. I made myself look a proper tit. Um, <laughs> But he's got a profile, mm. do you know what I mean? And, and last year when I did the blogging awards, I contacted Colin. And I, I don't know him from Adam. He probably wouldn't recognize me if I saw him, but I contacted him and explained who I was, what I was doing, and would he be um, happy to promote the blogging awards? And he did a retweet and a, a comment for me. So he's happy to use his status um, to the betterment of the club and, and, and the people around it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm. I know it, some people see it as a negative um but you know some people booed us off at half time of our championship winning game so can't please all the folk all the time can you no i mean i think the other thing for that is you know if you've got um if you've got a, a profile of some description um i think it's a difficult one you know you are you have a a, a tie to a city or or anything like that of course it's going to be like a mutually beneficial thing if the football club's doing well, you will, you know, I'm not saying that this is what Colin and, and Fraser have done, because like you say, they've been there before. But, you know, you, you've got that 
you've got that um, affinity with either the city or the club itself, and you think, right, okay, not bandwagon him, but of course you'll kind of use a little bit of mutual promotion and, and stuff like that. And he's obviously helped with the club. He's done a lot for. Um, he's done a lot alongside uh, Lisa. I know that, and he's done some stuff with Radio Lincolnshire, and he's you know obviously helped out with uh, both the Cowley versus Cowleys, and you know he's he's not just sitting there going, I'm going to wait until my football club gets good, gets good, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna join them, and I'm gonna do the bandwagoning thing, and then that's going to be it. Like, sure, if we suffer three successive relegations and we end up in the National League North, pretty sure he's not going to come down and see you know come down to the ground all that often. But yeah, it it does make sense for for him and the club, and I've not got any problems with it whatsoever. You know, he's he's raised, he's helping to raise the profile of a lot of stuff as well. And you know, anyone that gets uh, anyone that gets killed by poison in a Batman film is is more than more than welcome at uh, at, uh, at the club, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, is that what happened? I claimed to have seen it, didn't I? But I didn't know he got killed by poison. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, he, he takes a drink out of his uh, out of his little whiskey glass, and it's it's actually it's either poison or acid. But uh, he goes goes a bit wrong. Um, and unfortunately- you can tell the season's over, can't you? When we're covering Batman, we've covered Batman. We've covered the weather. Um, what yeah. else we're we going to cover? Um, I saw the Avengers last week. That was really good. Um, no spoilers here, though. Yeah, I'm not interested. Carry on. <laughs> Um, so I think that's that's pretty much it in terms of uh, stuff that's happened. Obviously, there's there's been a few um, bits of news about potential signings and people coming and going. Uh, I think it's safe to say at this point that Shane McCartan's left the club. He's obviously put that uh, post out on Twitter or Instagram or wherever it was, and he said, you know, thank you to everyone for my time at Lincoln. Um, it was a great time, great club and all that but he's gone back to Bradford. Whether that's a permanent thing or whether we're looking to sign him, I don't know. Doubt um, it massively. Yeah. Um, I I think they're probably going to stick a decent uh, a decent price tag on him, to be honest, because it's going to be... Don't think don't we need him. No? On his, on his, oh, no, on his streets. Like, I like Shane McCartan. He's uh, done a good job in League Two. He scored seven goals in 43. Five of those were absolute hmm. stunners. Um Mm. Let me just repeat that. He scored seven goals in 43. We're going into League One now. And mm. I actually don't think he offers what we need. I think we're going to stick with John Akindi. I think John will stay up front. Don't care what anyone says. Great big lump. Holds the ball up well. Uh, can can play kind of a dual role. No problem at all. That number 10 role is the one that we haven't got right all season. And that number 10 role is the reason why we weren't blowing teams away like people seem to want us to do. Because mm. Shea was more of an attacking midfielder. Um, he would drop back and he would occupy the midfield. That's fine. That was kind of what he was meant to do. But you didn't often see him popping up in the box, poking the ball into the back of the net. Okay, people argue you didn't see it with John. But you know, other than John's penalties, most of his goals probably were poking into the back of the net. I mean, you know, Exeter, he scuffed it in. Oxford, he was kind of, not Oxford, you know, Cambridge, the other university city, he kind of managed to poke the ball in the back of the net. Shea, unless he was twatting it from 35 yards, you know, he didn't score many scuffs. I think it was a corner against Port Vale on New Year where he did get a toe poke in. Mm. Like Shea, drives forward with the ball. For me, not what we need in League One. Think you need somebody better. You need the big money needs to be spent on the number ten. Shay McCartan wouldn't be worth paying one hundred and fifty thousand pounds for. As much as I rated him for us, he's he's gone back and he's one of the players we've got to move on from. Yeah, I, I'll 
I will I will accept that. Um, I'd love to see him back, but I, I will accept what you said. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> it's good Sorry, here, mate. Yeah. It's nice to be accepted. <laughs> Go on, yeah, Mark O'Hara. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic with it. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic with it, Gary. Yeah. Um, Mark yeah. O'Hara, obviously, yeah, yeah. he's... Um, <laughs> He's the subject of uh, whether he's going to stay or not. Um, I think there was talk of an option for us to have first refusal. I think Darren McAntony's confirmed that this week. Um, God, yeah, doesn't he I'd, like the sound of his own I'd tweets? Like... <laughs> the what, sorry? The sound of his own tweets, McAntony. He can't help himself, yeah. can he? No, oh, you've uh... got an option. It's May the 19th. Don't you think it might be better to keep that between Mark O'Hara and Lincoln until May the 19th? Because what, yeah. do, you do, what do you do now? Now you get supporters going, oh, he's only got 11 days to sign. If he doesn't sign till May the 18th, it means he might be hanging on for something else. Or, or oh, if Lincoln don't sign him, it means yeah. they can't afford it. Just have some decorum, man. It's nice to keep your fans informed, but have some decorum. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, I suppose it's nice that he's he's open with stuff, but I'd like you say, I think he, he needs to probably rein it in a little bit um, sometimes. So, yeah, I think. Um, so, what do you think, of O'Hara? Then would you be would you be up for keeping O'Hara? Yeah, I'd, I I want to sign him. I, I think it would be. Uh, I think it would be a, a really good signing. I think he's he's got the uh, the quality to step up to League One. I mean, he's still still really relatively young. Um, and I think Danny and Nicky can can mould him into the kind of player that he wants to be. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> you cheeky twat. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fucking cheeky bastard. No, I, I agree with you, mate. I, I, I agree with you 100%. And what O'Hara does, he can kill two birds with one stone because he's, he's a tenacious midfielder, a little bit like Mickey O'Connor, perhaps not quite as kind of busy in front of the back four. Um, but he's certainly a ball winner and a ball player. I don't think you're ever going to get him going on a mazy run like McCartan or like Danny mm. Rowe, uh, but he's good in the air. And next season, we're going to see a very different Lincoln in some matches yeah. because we are going to see us go more long ball because the likes of Sunderland and Ipswich... We're not going to go and out-football them when we were struggling to out-football Carlisle and Northampton. With the, with the greatest of respect, we were. We played some nice stuff, but you know we didn't blow anybody away in winning the title. We won the title through hard work, determination and doggedness. And the players that we're going to bring in mm. are players that show hard work, determination and doggedness. Mm. That's O'Hara. And he's good, you know, he's good in the air. And Danny, we need to improve on set pieces, don't we? Because we've been garbage on corners for months yeah. now. Yeah, that's the one thing that's really surprised me is that the the set pieces that we were so like famed for, I guess it's 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 fallen off a little bit. And I don't know, I don't know where that's come from. I don't know how that's happened, but yeah, Nicky out. Nicky works on that. It's Nicky's fault. <laughs> Nicky out. Maybe we should just boo corners. Boo. Until when we get a corner, do you remember? You might not, you might be too young, but older older people listening in, and this is probably the likes of Kev Barwise, Martin Green, that sort of, that sort of person, Andy Pearson, maybe. When we used to chant when we won a corner, it was that exciting. Ooh, it's a corner! <laughs> that was genuinely, yeah. genuinely how uh, how bad things used to be. So yeah, yeah. we we can complain, and and you know we've had a little whinge ourselves tonight. But Jesus Christ, when you're when you're cheering a corner. Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, it's a corner. Yeah. Oh, it's a corner. <laughs> that was good. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, of course, 
big uh, two final bits before we uh, before we sign off today. Um, the the first one is uh, I just want to wish you all the best for tonight as people listen, but tomorrow as we're recording for uh, the FBAs. Um, hopefully, everyone that's listened voted several times uh, for you in the FBAs, the Football Blogging Awards. They are tonight and. Um, I hope you enjoy your time there. If nothing else, um, it would be wonderful if uh, if you came home with a little tiny trophy. Do you get a trophy? I'll pinch one if I don't win one. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we do. My my main worry is uh, that one of my window wipers isn't quite working on my car uh, <laughs> properly and it's raining at the moment, so I'm, I'm fearful. No, um, I met my friend uh, Pete's coming with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be good, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not hopeful, and that's not because I don't believe I've got great support. Because I think I've got some phenomenal support, but there's some huge, huge um, sites in the category. It's going to be nice. I'm going to be sat with Gabe Sutton. Um, a lot of people know Gabe Football Lab, and he, he does reviews on who scored as well. He's a lower league commentator. Mm-hmm. Uh, pundit and we're going to be sat with Pete uh, from Bury Me in Exile as well who's another friend of the pod slash blog slash everything else that we do um, so it's just going to be a nice get together uh, at the Etihad or the council house as, as Pete calls it being a Man United <laughs> fan um, just be nice yeah it'll be good not having a hotel because um, I'm back doing my uh, part time teaching on Friday afternoon and I've got a meeting in town in the morning so it'll be no drink get there Hopefully pick up an award, shake some hands, try and get John Park in for a photo, tempt him away from eating my food, and then uh, back home. <laughs> so be good. good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, yeah, as I say, I wish you all the best for it. It's, uh, it would be nothing short of deserved if you, uh, if you came home with something. So Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that, mate. That's no, all right. All the best. So um, the other thing as well um, that we, we promised that we plug uh, is your book. Oh God, is it me again? It's all about me, isn't it, this week? Um, <laughs> well, I, yes. I, had a, I had a few weeks trying to get people to give me money for playing video games. So yeah, I think you, you, you're in, you deserve this one. Yeah, no, my book, The Final Proofs, arrived on Tuesday. I did a short video, obviously, on Twitter. Um, they look superb. After three or four hours um, debating about the fonts on the front with my other half, who is the... Uh, the one with the taste in our relationship, we've decided to keep the fonts as they are. Um, so that's four hours well spent. Uh, it looks really good. I've just been having a play with the final photos. Uh, I've got some of the one-off uh, proof copies, which I'm going to be handing out to my uh, proofreaders. But hopefully, I'm looking at June 15th for the launch. Um, cool which is the Friday before Father's Day. There's a possibility I might try and bring it forward a week so that people don't have the worry they had last year with my season review book that was meant to come for Father's Day and didn't. Uh, that was a pain in the ass. Um, this one is going to be, you know, I'm not I'm not stuck to time. Certainly the, the process seems to have been a lot quicker. Um, there's one going into 442 this week. They've graciously agreed to give it a read, but they only put one book in their magazine per month. So you have to really stand out. Um, so we'll see. But thanks to Hugh Davis for setting that up. Um, yeah, really excited about it. It actually looks really good. Uh, the cover looks really good. It feels nice. It's quite thick. Uh, I did read the final paragraph uh, again, and it actually makes me laugh. So, 
Hopefully, yeah, hopefully very good. Thirteen ninety nine. Uh, I can exclusively reveal the price point, which is exactly the same as my Who's Who of Lincoln City book from two thousand and sixteen. So three years, no inflation, um, which is which is good. It's also bigger in terms of pages. It's not very corporate, that Gary. No, I know. I ought to put the price up a little bit, didn't I? Um, <laughs> hoping to do a proper launch at the club as well. Uh, I'm just in, in talks with them about maybe having a room. Once it goes on sale, and I'm hoping to go on pre-sale Monday, Tuesday of next week, but once it does, um, whether it's the first 25 people, whether it's drawn out of a hat from the first 300 or first 100 or whatever, I don't know if I sell 100. Um, but obviously there'll, there'll be a method by which people can attend launch. Um, we'll have a bit of fun with it so yeah hopefully it's good hopefully it's good because everything else that I've written up until this point has only been about this book so don't really know what I'm going to do afterwards maybe <laughs> stop writing I'll go back to selling timber I loved that didn't I? <laughs> I'm sensing a little bit of sarcasm in your voice <laughs> um, but no man all, all the best with it as well it's uh, I know it's been a, a labour of love for quite a while and it's uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it and giving it a read so yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Hope so. It's got some good pictures in it as well, actually. I managed to find the one of um me half undressed and looking sweaty with Lisa Faulkner. Uh, and Chris Judson, if you're listening to this, I've been on your Facebook and robbed a picture of me at Northwich carrying cabbages in a carrier bag. Uh so that one <laughs> looks quite nice as well. And these are all relevant. I found one of uh there's a story in the book and it's about playing York City at home. Uh, Bev Gambles had me dress up. Uh, as if I'd been badly injured, so I had an eye patch on and my arm was in a sling and all this sort of stuff, and it was to raise money for, I think it was for the um, uh, St. John's Ambulance, it might have been for something else. And, and as you're reading the book, as I was going around there, something horrific befell me, uh, and the picture looks quite innocent. There's a picture of me there, all kind of fake injured and smiling away, you would imagine, under the suit. But in actual fact, there was there was something incredibly gross in my ear at the time. Um, and the photo <laughs> doesn't really do it justice. Found a picture of me with the girls from Hooters in Nottingham, um, which was interesting because when you, when you smell like a sofa that's been left out in the rain, it's never good to meet anybody at all. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting all the best lines out. No, I've, I use that line in the book, the sofa in the rain thing. So you'd be amazed how many different similes I managed to find for, for smelling bad. Um, count them <laughs> up. We'll play smelling bad bingo. But anyway, yeah, that's that's enough about my book. But yeah, thanks for that, man. Appreciate it. No worries, man. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, and I know. Um, uh, yeah, there was a. I, I sort of put a little bit of a, a sentimental tweet out the other day, and it was uh, it, it was just kind of true, really. This this season's been unbelievable for for so many reasons, and it's just been uh, it's been special because I think in a way it's it's you know i felt a lot more connected to the club this year and it's uh a large part of it's due to the podcast so thank you to everyone that listens thank you to everyone that yeah. uh you know that 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 does get involved and and sort of says hello at matches it's uh it's a very strange feeling to to sort of go to a match and all of a sudden someone just goes are you ben i was like yeah how do you know me so oh, listen to the podcast and it's you know it's a weird feeling but it's very nice so thank you to everyone honestly it does it, it means the world and more. So, um, we've. Um, th- I think that's about it to, to wrap up. Basically, we've had a we've had a good chat between us, um, and we've said that what we're going to do is this time next week we will have our season review, um, kind of looking back at everything and, and a bit more of an in depth 
thing because at the moment everything's obviously still up in the air. We've still got the playoffs to happen. Um, oh, who do you want to win the playoffs, by the way? Newport. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would, yeah. I, I would say Newport or Tranmere. No, I don't want Tranmere to come up. Uh, they were they had. The, if it had to be anybody other than Newport, I'd say they don't want Mansfield to go up under any circumstances. Forest Green, probably even less than Mansfield. Don't know. That would be a horrible final to have to sit through. It'd be like watching um, my dog and my missus fight to the death. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. want anyone to, to win that fight. Um, <laughs> Tranmere, maybe. But, you know, they've got that overinflated sense of importance. And I'd rather they spent another year in League Two and, and did it the way we did. Newport, I quite like that. You know, they, they beat us um, fair and square at their place. Got some decent players like Mickey, uh, Mickey Flynn a lot. Good mm. manager. Yeah, I'd really like to see them come up. Definitely. I'll accept that. Um yeah, it was um you know <laughs> they've got um they've got a they've got a lot to like about Newport. And to be fair, a lot of their fans were, were very complimentary about us afterwards as well, you know, sort of said to us our oh, best of luck next season and all the rest of it. And I think there was a few. That's my phone going off on WhatsApp. Um yeah, I think it was um it was good. Like I I would like to see them go up. Um they would be my first choice and I think Tramir would be my second choice and then like you say, it's it's a toss up between whether you want to, you know, eat shit or bathe in sewage. It's it's a difficult. Uh, Took you a while to think of that, Ben, didn't it? There was, an, yeah. there, was uncom- there was an uncomfortable pause before that. Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to think of two things I really wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Um, um, here's the thing: if Tranmere don't go up in the playoffs, there's stuff next year because you're trying to replace 27 James Norwood goals in the league. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, not going to yeah, be easy he's... at all. He'll be gone, won't he? Um, Do you know, he scored 27 league goals, I believe. Do you know how many are four centre-forwards? That's Shane McCartan, uh, Matt Green, Matt Reed, and John Akindi scored. I'd probably combined say Combined in I'd the league. Probably say 26? 25. Oh, so close. But yeah, that's that's the thing. When you've got a one-man scoring, uh, one-man powerhouse like that, you cut him out of the game, they're not going to score. Yeah. But, uh, well, big Big John got fifteen. I think Shea got seven. I think Matty Green got uh, two, and Big Matt Reed got one in the league. Cambridge at home and drew one all. Yeah, so that's going to do this for the podcast. Like I say, we've we've had um, we've had a chat. Next week's going to be our sort of season review, and then after that, we're going to take um, kind of a, a week off uh, and then do aim to do one roughly once every two weeks in the close season, um, unless of course something big happens. Um, we'll we'll obviously cover those as and when. Um, but let us know. You know, give us some give us some feedback. Let us know how you thought this season's gone. Um, let us know if you're enjoying it. Let us know if you're not enjoying it. Leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes is kind of the, the main place for reviews. But if you're using another app, then by all means, leave us a review there as well. Um, and we we just want to know like what do you guys want to hear what do you guys want to listen to do you want to do you want more of just inane ramblings or do you want kind of quizzes do you want things to come back up or do you, things that we've tried before that maybe you want to see return or just ideas to to kind of help us with with next season in the podcast and obviously close season as well chuck some questions at us and we'll we'll do our best to answer them to to kind of fill the time out when we've not got games to talk about if one of your recommendations is getting rid of me, please don't make that recommendation. I, I was going to suggest, you know, maybe if, if one of the things that you don't want to hear as much is Ben or Gary, then don't bother. <laughs> That's just tempting a load of smart-ass comments, isn't it? It really is. 
But uh, maybe, anyway, you, maybe maybe you want to hear more of Andy Pearson. But if you do, I think we're going to have to probably go into the boxes or in first class on the trains or something like that. Aren't we? Yeah, we we'll have to find him these days. We'll have to get past the uh, velvet rope and uh, be in know, the boardroom. Yeah, see if we've got a backstage pass. Uh, do you know what I love that guy <laughs> it was just the look on his face like a naughty schoolboy had been caught out <laughs> pinching sweets at Woolworths <laughs> absolutely quality it really was oh, with his beard it. with his scruffy beard and everything yeah. like, I do love anyway I, I, I think I've got a steak the... coming this, oh yes excellent rice uh gary's got his tea coming i did want to say as well i just love some of the twitter banter between uh between andy and a few of the other guys it's uh priceless yeah. stuff anyway i'll accept that yeah <laughs> for fuck's sake anyway we will see you guys next week um thank you for so much and just to wrap up what an incredible season this has been uh all the best see you later the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.